Here we go, Garrett. We are here for the championship finals of your fantasy football leagues. Of course, I'm Garrett, joined by Garrett Thomas. Follow him on Twitter at Garrett Thomas. Three cheese in the middle. I'm Flex Jane at Flex Network One. DFSArmy.com, Garrett. It's yeah. a pretty damn good website. Yep. You know it well. I know I it well. Bunch of free content out there. Of yeah. course, where the money's at is our VIP access on the website. You get access to myself. You get access to Garrett in our Discord chat. You get access to Kevin, the geek, Alan, the president and CEO of DFS Army. Mm-hmm. We got people taking out slice every single damn week, Garrett. And you know what? We are here to help you guys take down your fantasy football championships. We're going to do it a little bit different today, Garrett. Yep. The entire season, we'll be talking about the flex shows. We're looking at our audience. Who's still in it? Let's talk about the specific slates. We're going to go game by game, just like we did last week, which I think worked very, very well. We're just going to talk about the players we like, the players we don't like, some of the narratives we're worried about. And can you trust your studs? Can you trust your studs? Can you trust your studs, Garrett? That's really the question because we, we're getting some cockamamie questions in the in the, the, the DFS Army VIP Discord. Like, I had a question about yeah. playing Brian Robinson over Austin Eckler. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? That's the yeah. definition of overthinking it. So a little piece of advice before we get into the slates. Don't overthink it. If your studs got you here, you got to play your studs. Now, I heard an interesting thing about don't just play the stud because to play the stud, to play the name. I get it. If a stud is producing, though, you got to play that player. So yeah, that's more DFS approach, I feel. That yeah, I mean, you have to, often don't want to think about it, right? It's, it's really these tough, these tough flex questions that we get into. What's going on, Michael? Thanks for joining in. Hey, Mike. Um, okay, let, let's, let's not bury the lead here. So... Let's get some of these filthy games out of the way, Garrett. Let's talk about the Arizona at Atlanta game. This game is got bad news written all over it. It's being yeah. played in Atlanta. It's a 41.5 over under. Atlanta's the implied favorite. Uh, we got David Blau versus Desmond Ritter show. So at a high level, are there any players that you're actually comfortable playing in this matchup? Algier definitely is one. Um, I'm not forcing him, though. Um, but he has played better of late. Um, and then on the Arizona side, Connor's in if he's healthy. And Connor's playing, man. Sounds like yeah. he's playing. Yeah, the biggest so question I, mark, really, I I, I'd say the biggest question mark is DeAndre Hopkins, right? Because he Correct. popped up on the injury report. He's still he's technically questionable. Um, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen anything definitive whether or not he's actually going to play or not. Have you seen anything like that? Um, let me double check while we're, we're discussing him, but I'll get back to you here. Okay. So from what I was reading this morning, nothing, no updated news about whether or not he's definitively going to play. He's got the Q tag. Yeah. He's got the Q tag. What is your level of optimism? If, if DeAndre Hopkins is out, it's Marquise Mm. Brown and it's Greg, the torch torch torch. Uh, and Dorch got 11 targets last week, man. Like, yeah. how are we feeling about Greg Dorch as a flex play this week if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play? David Blau, he's on the team. David Blau was signed three weeks ago by the Cardinals. How are we feeling about that? Not great about Blau, but um, for Hopkins, I mean. Blau. Huh? I'm talking about Dorch. The torch. Yeah, Dorch I'm in, right? Because yeah. – Ertz is out. That was a close line of scrimmage guy. He's been out, right? Um, yeah. And then Dorch to me is just close to the line of scrimmage guy. Um, Marquise Brown's not necessarily – I don't know if it's just he's getting 
covered. He's not getting open, but that's not working mm-hmm. out. And that was kind of, you know, thought to be another guy that could move around the slot. But if Dorch is going to sit there in the slot and take those targets, I'm I'm willing to start him. Um, deeper leagues, probably not a 10 team um, PPR or anything like that, but definitely like a 12 team. I'm looking at that. And then a 10 team in the right situation, you know, you're RB heavy and you're starting three RBs, four RBs. It makes some sense maybe as a wide receiver too. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head's at with the game, but Hopkins does worry me the Q tag. And I mean, he's finished as wide receiver 34, 37 and wide receiver one Oh three in the last three weeks respectively. So it's not been great in both for Brown and Hopkins and Connor. I trust just from a volume standpoint. And like you said, um, Dorch is an interesting flex play, uh, you know, uh, a wide receiver too. If you're starting three or four wide uh, running backs, something like that. I think for Dorch to be relevant, you need to be, it's got to be full PPR to really do that. Uh, yeah. Um, what about Drake London, man? What I was looking that? at that and I didn't love it. But we are facing a bad Arizona team, so it's I don't know. Um, let me let me pull up his his game log here. I just had it, but it's I would yeah. say listen from a snap percentage, from an opportunity standpoint, Drake Lennon's definitely there. Yeah, he got the opportunity, but six seven it just seven comes targets. to yeah, he's getting the targets, but it's just not a really good team. I would mm-hmm. say if you have a better option, you're going to be starting him over Drake Lennon, but. If I have a choice, I'm, I'm definitely going to bench Drake London. Okay, we spent way too much time in this game already. Let's move on to the next game. we got Detroit to Chicago. This is one of the best games on the slate. It's got a lot of sex appeal, baby. A lot of sex yeah, appeal. It's being played in Detroit. It's a 52.5 over under. The implied team total for Detroit is 29.3 points and 23.3 points. From a DFS perspective, and obviously this is a season-long show, but from a DFS perspective, I get the feeling there's going to be a ton of exposure yeah. This game in particular, it's going to put up a lot of points. But okay, DeAndre Swift, you're starting him, right? Jamal Williams, there's that touchdown upside. You're, you're probably going to start him. Mm-hmm. Amara St. Brown, you're starting him. From there, you've got DJ Chark. He's a very tantalizing player. Yeah. What's your level of trust with DJ Chark? Um, definitely wide receiver, kind of three trust. Yeah, Lex trust. I'd say he's somewhere in that wide receiver 35 to 40 range. Um, I mean, he can go out goose you, right? That's, that's the reality of it. Um, I don't think that's probably in, in the cards, but he's done it twice already with, uh, well, I guess week 11, he had one target. So I'm not sure. Maybe he went out um, coming back from injury, something like that. But week two, he definitely had four targets. Goose you. He's turned in, you know, six, two point games, um, six point, two point games. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Um, but I think you can start him in, in, in a spot if you need it. I have a starts a question for you, Garrett, for one of my mm-hmm. teams. I've got Zonovan Knight or DJ Chark, full PPR league. Who would you lean? Curious to know. So, so the Seahawks are playing the Jets, of course, right? Yeah. It's a pretty favorable matchup for both players. Correct. Correct. That was tough, my, right? My gut is Knight. Um, my brain's logic, everything like that says, well, how is Knight going to be used? Problem is he got vultured last week by Michael yeah. Carter for the touchdown. And yeah. the usage is just too, it's, it's too questionable. He was for, for the first three weeks that he was being, that Knight was playing. He was the workhorse. He was getting all the work, but last couple of weeks it's been 
pre-split backfield. So if I remember correctly, Zach Wilson doesn't throw two running backs really at all. So yeah, to me, um, with Mike White coming back, I'm interested. I don't think okay. I'd be interested if, if Zach Wilson was going to be back. And plus you're facing a bad Seattle defense from a fancy football perspective. They give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's opportunity to attack. Um, I think I'm going to lean on Knight. All right. We got a Knight. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about the Chicago team. Okay. Dave Montgomery has been a stud. He's been an absolute stud this season. You're starting Dave Montgomery. Yep. It's a favorable matchup for all the wide receivers, but do we ch- trust Chase Claypool, Dante Pettis, like this this haphazard, horrendous receiving core? Do we trust any one of these players? My guess is absolutely not. No. I mean, the Chicago offenses run first, right? Whether it be Fields, whether it be Montgomery. Um, and, and really, Montgomery, and maybe I'm just being paranoid because this burned me last week, and it didn't matter because <laughs> I got smoked anyways, but – yeah, I, I was worried about clear Khalil Herbert returning, right? So I'm yeah. a little bit kind of concerned with David Montgomery. Um, but I, from a wide receiver standpoint, I, I can't trust anybody on the, the Chicago side, not not in a season long scenario or even a DFS uh, GPP flyers, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say Chicago would be smart to just just don't get Justin Fields hurt. Like that, that's, he is clearly the key to your franchise, right? You got to improve. The next step is going to be that passing game for his development. They're going to have to go and get some freaking wide receivers. Chase Claypool is what a beta number two at best, right. which makes him a big beta. Receiver. He's a beta. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Byron Pringle ain't going to get it done. Dante Pettis ain't going to get it done. Go out and get some freaking wide receivers for Justin Field, Chicago. I have a little p- free piece of advice, but okay. What about Komet? That's interesting, right? He had a 24% target share last week. On the season, he's got a 20% target share. Yeah. He's had his he's had his moments. Decent matchup. Any interest in cool command as like a as a flyer slash tight end flex. I I mean, I mean, I rarely do tight end flexes, right? So I mean it has to be deep and or desperation. And you're probably not in the championship, I feel like, if you're starting to commit in the that's flex that's spot. But <laughs> Uh, what about I, as a streamer? Sorry, that yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Like, I, I do love him as a streamer. Like, that's a that's an opportunity. That, yeah. You know, uh, if I'm gonna trust a receiver, mm-hmm. trust, then it's gonna be Komet. Um, and I'm not that. sure. I mean, he's got 24% market share last week, 20% on the season. That leads <sighs> yeah. all his receivers. Um, Pettis got 20% last week, but between him, Claypool, and, and Pringle and St. Brown, you don't know what's gonna happen. So I would Fair enough. Komet. <laughs> okay, so I like this team. I like this matchup, but we're definitely leaning more on the Detroit side from a skill position perspective. Let's move on. Kansas City at Denver. Now, this one, this one kind of has trap written all over it. It's a 45 over under. Implied team total for Kansas City's 28 points versus Denver's 16. So Vegas thinks, and we probably agree, that Kansas City is absolutely going to smash. The one thing that we were talking about before the show was I worry a little bit about the skill position players, not Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's a locked and loaded stud starting every single week, but the Stone Cold worst matchup at the quarterback position, the Stone Cold worst matchup at the wide receiver position. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. It's your final, or you're fighting for that third-place spot, Garrett. Level of confidence playing Juju Smith-Schuster or any one of these guys, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Kadarius Tony got a touchdown the other day. Like, how much do we trust any of these players? 
I am. Uh, I started Juju uh, a lot this year. Um, yep. And let me tell you that 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 character arc uh, or lack thereof <laughs> was rough. Um, he, you know, yep. one one start him early in the year, didn't do anything. So he sat him. Then he did everything. So then he started him, and then he did nothing. Uh, and it was just very uh, bad in that sense. So I'm out on Juju this week unless you are forced to, um, because you just don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I did it uh, with a wide, a three wide receiver team last year, or I'm sorry, last week in the semis, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even sure then, and he basically did nothing then. So I, I don't know, but I'm only trusting McKinnon, and I'm only trusting Kelsey and Pacheco, uh, who, and obviously Mahomes on this side. Um, but they are at home, and I do want to make sure uh, we stay at that. Um, but it is in Kansas City, um, but. Outside of that, yeah, I'm not. Those wide receivers are rough unless you're really, really desperate. And I mean, Juju's not a desperate play, but it is a, I would call it a wide receiver three play. It's a, it's a risky play, yeah. Yes. I mean, one of the things we talked about before the show was whether or not Denver would get that little, like, that kick in the ass for one game, just one game, right? They, they kept it close last time they played Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett was fired. Maybe the team has something to prove. Maybe it's not a Nathaniel Hackett problem. Maybe it's a Russell Wilson problem. That's where um, I land is so, you still got issues there. Yeah, I, I feel like this could be a nail biter and a letdown. I think Kansas City is gonna win regardless, but I think it could be a deflating game for Kansas City, or it could be an absolute smash and they crush him by double digit points, multiple touchdowns, and it's not even a conversation. We're looking back saying, Why the hell were we ever worried about Patrick Mahomes crushing the souls of Denver Broncos? But Hey. I think they will. They they yeah. played very bad in Denver. Uh, I think that was three four weeks ago. Um, and uh, you know he Mahomes threw three interceptions. That was the only reason Denver's in the game. If you remember, I think that was Wilson's best week because he just had short fields and Jerry Judy. I think went off that week too. Yep. Weird weird game last time, and I think that Kansas City's ready to take the blood. Uh, another thing worth mentioning too is that Kansas City still is battling out with the Buffalo Bills for that first overall spot in that bye. That's that's but, huge. Yeah. That's only huge. one buy so, nowadays in, in a yeah. conference. So keep that in mind. That's important. Yep. Um, Corlin Sutton, I'm benching if I can. Yep. Jerry Judy, I would say a wide receiver three at yep. this point at, at best. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the Miami versus New England game. Now, this one is, I feel like, going to be a bit of a crapshoot. Again, it's in New England. It's a 41-point over-under. Tua Tagovailoa is not going to play, so it's going to be the Teddy Bridgewater show. New England is fantastic at stopping the run. They're decent at stopping the pass. This one worries the hell out of me as well for any sort of these uh, Miami skill position players. We saw two specific – like Tyreek Hill is going to get fed. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to feed Tyreek Hill. I worry the most about Jalen Waddell. We saw that when he was playing with with Teddy B earlier in the season, Garrett, he did absolutely Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. But you you can't sit Jalen Waddell. Just not going to happen, but just set your expectations that it's not going to be this 25 point massive upside game for Jalen Waddle. If he gets you 14 points in the PPR, that's going to be a win. Here's here's the outside looking in opinion on Waddle. Maybe, maybe it is a week where Waddle gets, I mean, really, obviously, we see him, he just needs one explosive play to make your week. Yeah. Um, you know, if he gets volume and the explosive play, he could win you the week. Um, so we know what Bill Check does and that's he takes your best weapon out and that's Tyree yep. easily 
Now, I could see him trying to run the ball more, but New England is good against the run defense. So, to yep. me, the first guy that comes up is Jalen Waddle. So, <sighs> if Miami does play well, there yep. is a chance that Waddle does get his and maybe some more. But it's football. It literally could go Tyreek Hill, and none of this could matter, and Waddle does nothing. So, it's tough, <laughs> but that you know that Belichick always likes to take out that number one option, and that is, by and large, Tyreek Hill, and he has a lot of experience over many seasons covering him uh, in, in the days they had to face off against Kansas City. So fair enough. All right. We got a we got a question coming in here, Garrett, from Grant Dean. Any change of heart on Mike Evans has got a great matchup. Yes, he does have a fantastic matchup. So Tampa Bay is playing Carolina. And it's this it's really it's for the freaking division title. It's shocking that the, both teams are still in this. Mm-hmm. Um Mike Evans has done absolutely nothing the last few weeks. So that obviously is a worrisome. It's a low run or it's 40.5, but let's skip ahead a little. Let's, let's actually break down this game just because it's, it it is an intriguing game to talk about. Um, And then we can just talk about how we feel about those skill position players. Okay. So like I said, it is, uh, we've got an implied team total of Tampa Bay of 22 points, Carolina of 18.5. So Vegas, of course, is favoring Tampa to win this game. Um, Here's the thing about Mike Evans. Okay. When you look at PPR scoring, the last number of weeks last week 5.9 week before that 13.3 week before that eight week before that nine week before that five which means he's had literally one double digit scoring game in the last five weeks it's been horrendous but he's gotten at least eight targets in four of those five games including nine three three times and it's a fantastic matchup it really is a good matchup going up against Carolina. So I don't know. Level of confidence at a 10, I'm probably going to give it like a seven and a half. We're off there. I'm down. I'd, I'd say five and a half. That. Five and a half. I do. Okay, let's go with a six. So level of confidence, Grant, we're going with a six. Yeah, and and I mean, one thing, too, to understand is Carolina wants to slow this game down. They are the second slowest team in terms of snaps per game in the NFL. Uh, They run the ball, and that's how they beat people. They have old Sam Darnold back there slinging poo. So he has played well this season. So maybe, maybe, you know, kind of holstered some of that poo slinging. But he he isn't that great, and they know that. They're going to run the ball. Um, I mean, if you believe Carolina can win this game, then the running backs are going to do good. Yes. And that's just how it's going to have to happen. Now, that or DJ Moore is just going to have to take over. And maybe it's just a combination of both. And you get a big play out of DJ Moore and you get the running team, you know, really sealing it. But Tampa Bay does worry me in this one. Um, they are highest pace team in terms of pace of play. So that's kind of the, the yin and the yang here. Uh, are we going to land in the middle? Or are we going to land on the high end of game or snaps or the low end? So, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. So, and this is actually a really good point, Grant. So, just based on the fact that, yes, my campus does typically run deeper routes, but it's still just a matter of he hasn't really been able to get open. He just hasn't really looked good. Or score. Um, one of the things is, and he hasn't been scoring touchdowns. And yeah, yeah and, and, and and I would say probably bottom three offensive line in the league right now, if not the worst offensive line in the league right now at Tampa Bay, just because of the injuries. So, yeah, it's definitely worrisome. So the question that Grant has here is, is it Mike Evans or Isaiah Pacheco? And I'm probably going to rock with Isaiah Pacheco in this one. Uh, yeah. Of, no of, of the two. 
No doubt. Especially, listen, if Kansas City gets up, it's going to be a, a Pacheco show going up against Denver to kill that clock. I'm, I'm definitely playing. Oh, ooh. The, other, the alternative is Fournette. Listen, if you could play, I would bench Fournette for Pacheco and play Mike Evans in the flex. Grant, that's how I would do it. I would not be starting Leonard Fournette right now. It's Rashad White is clearly the lead dog in that backfield. I just, I would not trust. Why? Would not trust it. Now hold on, hold on. He got thirty opportunities last week. Fournette. Yeah, but you don't think Mike White's a superior player or Rashad White? Excuse me. I think he is. I don't think yeah. Tampa Bay thinks that. I mean, like. I, at what point is White going to take over, in my opinion, if he hasn't already? Because Fournette was hurt. He had his share. He came back, and it was like, I had like 50-50. And last week was the big move back to Fournette, in my opinion. Now, no, it was. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Leonard Fournette had a 60% opportunity. I'm starting Fournette over Pacheco. Are you? I am. Pacheco scored 11, 8, and 10 the last three weeks. And Fournette's 8, 9, 21. Um you got 10 targets out of Fournette and 20 carries. So let's just say it's 10 and, and three, 10 and yep. five. You're probably looking at a better baseline, you know, in volume um, guaranteed, but it just depends on McKinnon. That's uh. the other thing about Pacheco is you've got McKinnon who didn't do a bunch last week. He scored. So he saved you. Mm-hmm. That's how he does that's, every week. It's a tough, that's, that's a Pacheco. tough one. That is a tough, tough, but yeah, that's where I, I land on Fournette, and that's the thing. Mike White could do that to Fournette, but I, I think they are leaning on Rashad Fournette. White. I know we keep saying Mike White. We both. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, Rashad White. Rashad White, yes. Okay, well, let's just you know what? Listen, let, let's look at the matchup tool here. Okay, so we got um, our projection for Leonard Fournette is 14 points. Our projection for Mike Evans is 13 points. And who is the other choice? Isaiah Pacheco. The matchup tool for Isaiah Pacheco has him at. 11 points. So the master tool is actually saying said Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not necessarily sure I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's just based off of algorithms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm Okay, you kind of sold me on Leonard Fournette with the, the most recent usage. Mm-hmm. That, that Like, the 10 targets is huge. I don't think he's going to get 10 targets every single game. Like, that's hard to bank on. I agree. I agree with that. <sighs> Man. Um, but 7 and 4 with Rashad White in that same game in terms of rush temps and targets. Okay. My, 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 uh, my instincts was telling me sit Mike Evans, play Pacheco, play Leonard Fournette. That's what I would do. Yeah. And what's weird is I think, let's look at this season rush percentage, snap percentage. previous. Okay. I I, I thought I remembered white and, and, Fournette got the same amount of drives last week, but somehow everything was going to Fournette. Just, I don't know if that was just luck. I don't So like, I mean, all this is kind of, it's all tough, right? Because you're talking yep. about two timeshares between two different teams. Um, tough one, but I, I land on Fournette just because of how they're using him and how they have disregarded white in a term, in terms of just letting him take over even more yep. than he has. It's just lower end to me. Okay, so my, my thought is you're benching Mike Evans. You're starting Leonard Fournette. You're starting Isaiah Pacheco. To your point, Grant, Pacheco's got the nice TD prop, which we like. Um, we're going against the grain a little bit here by sitting Mike Evans, but listen, the last month and change, Mike Evans has done absolutely nothing. So the fact that you're in a championship, Grant, with Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and the bunch is honestly just a testament to how good your team probably is. But um, 
yeah, I'm sending Mike Evans there. Okay, we got another question on coming from Aiden. Thoughts on Josh Jacobs this week? I'm petrified. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm petrified with Las Vegas going up against oh, yeah. San Francisco. They got Jared Stidham, which as a Patriots fan, I like Jared Stidham. He seems like a cool dude. Do I trust him as a quarterback to lead the team to any sort of success against the best defense in the league? No. But at the same time, Garrett, how can you possibly sit Josh Jacobs? Because you know they're going to use the hell out of him. They didn't sign it. They didn't uh, uh, agree to his fifth-year option. He's a free agent unless they franchise him. Take franchise take him. Which why would the hell would they franchise take a running back? Yeah, it would just be bad decisions. So that ain't gonna happen. Which means they got basically two games left with Josh Jacobs as a running back. They have a a quarterback. They want to see how he does. I mean, listen, McDaniel's. You know how Jared Stidham is, right? Like, you know it. Um, yeah, scares the hell out of me, but I'm still starting him. Yeah, that's the long and short of it. It definitely, unless you just have elite options everywhere, and like you'd have to have a one flex league and two running backs, two wide receivers, I think, to even kind of come into this consideration. I don't think it would happen in a three wide receiver league or anything like that. But that, yeah, as much as I would hate, I hate telling you play him, I think you got to, right? Because there's no one in the NFL, I don't think, that gets the amount of volume that he gets. Um, if they somehow were to win this game, I don't know how they do it without Josh Jacob smashing um, just because Stidham's not going to be great. Uh, I To me, this feels like they've just given up on the current Raider team um, and Derek Carr being benched and with two games left after an extension before the year, like they're moving on. And, and this is this, you know, McDaniel said this is let's see talent evaluation. It's not that it's they're moving on and cards said i'm not gonna show up to be a backup which he shouldn't be the backup like he's better than stidham oh for sure he is no he's a starting quarterback he's a starting yeah. quarterback in the nfl i don't know what's happening in las vegas right now but garrett, just for, for some perspective okay garrett in ppr leagues josh jacobs is the number three number three running back on the season he's number two in standard leagues last week he laid an egg against pittsburgh he only had 15 touches prior to that he hadn't had less than 20 touches until you go back all the way to week nine where he still had 17 touches. So he's yeah. getting elite usage. You can't bench Josh Jacobs just starting him. Um, the question was how do I feel about him, petrified, but he Don't should do good. better than six points that he got you last week. I do agree right. with that. I think he should be better. <laughs> all right, let's move on to another game here. So we just did Tampa at Carolina. Let's look at the Philadelphia versus New Orleans game. So this one is interesting again because Jalen Hurts is out. Oh. He's doubtful officially, but they ain't going to play, be playing Jalen Hurts. I think that Gardner Minshew did enough last week that they should be confident that he can lead the team to beat a below-average New Orleans team. Scott, what it is. New Orleans is not a good team. Andy Dalton leading the hedge there. Um, what I like is that he kept Devonta Smith fantasy relevant. A.J. Brown, who is playing, like he kept A.J. Brown fantasy relevant last week. Um Crystal Live is going to be in this game too, which I think is going to be a huge boost for the New Orleans offense, which we want, right? We want a good positive scoring environment for this game. Still not exactly the highest over-under. It's uh, 41.5 implied over-under. Um, let's talk about it. Miles Sanders are starting. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith are starting. Gardner Minshew. Rough numbers. We don't do rankings here, but where would you rank Gardner Minshew roughly? Probably between quarterback 12 to 15 this week. Um, I, yeah, I would say definitely 
he's going to be a high end quarterback two, two, and yep. possibly fringe quarterback one, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I think people like Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy. I'm starting Minshew over those. Um, Daniel Jones probably starting Minshew over those. Who would you start over Mike White or uh, Gardner Minshew? Minshew. You're starting Minshew over Mike White. That's interesting. That's I bold, am. baby. Let's let's rock, baby. I don't know. Mike White, I mean, he's at Seattle. Seattle does play decent defense at home. Um, they give up a lot to the running backs. I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, and, you know, I think the the ultimate thing is Minshew is at home and um, Mike White is literally a uh, case of just, what is that, paper skin and or glass Glass skin, paper bones, something like that. Maybe it's paper skin, glass bones. I've never heard that expression. Yeah, like, that must be a tech. Oh, thing. it's it's old SpongeBob thing. You get you get oh, the Millennium okay. SpongeBob fans in there. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. You should watch that one. But it's I think it's the chocolate episode. But I legitimately have never seen an entire episode of SpongeBob my entire life. Right, never. We'll, we'll have to have another podcast about that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I Minchie's at home. Um, and Mike yeah. White gets hurt. He's, I think he's gotten hobbled in every game. He started but one, and I think he played bad in that one. So it's tough one, but I do land on Minshew. Interesting. Interesting. What about the Carolina or the New Orleans side? Alvin Kamara sounds like he's going to play. Um, Chris Olave sounds like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. The Taysom Hill experiment, I think it was last week he got the touchdown, or two weeks ago we got the touchdown. So he's still in the mix, but yeah, I'm not starting Andy Dalton. I'm starting Chris Olave. I'm starting Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Seems that simple, right? Move on. Let me let me look at Olave. What about, okay, actually, no. What about Juwan Johnson, actually? Let's talk about Juwan. Yeah, tight end streamer. Every single week, man. You said Juwan Johnson, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a tight end guy. And uh, let's see. I mean, he got, he got some looks last week. Um, 11, 11% target share. Nothing crazy more than he normally gets, but no. this is one of those guys who could fall into a touchdown and, you know, everybody knows to cover Olave and Philly's Philly. I think they're good against Ooh. tight ends as well, but you know, you just yeah, fall into yes. one, but I don't know about Philly's Olave. Still, man. I don't know about Olave, but don't know about Olave. Yeah. I don't know about Olave. He's, I, uh, I guess it depends on your options. I would, I would rank him as a wide receiver three. I would say he's going to be a top thirty-six wide receiver. I, I I would say we're we're on the same page at that point then. So okay, cool. All right, let's move on. We didn't talk about the Giants versus Indianapolis. I don't believe um, this one's. So this one it has some decent matchups on paper, but it, it in general this game worries me. Um, the Giants need to continue to win to make the playoffs. So they actually have something to play for. Uh, it's only a 38.5 over under. The Giants are favored by about six points. Indianapolis is just atrocious. The Nick Foles experiment continues for whatever reason. I don't know why the hell they figure he's going to be better than Matt Ryan. To me, that's just disrespectful. Like Matt Ryan hasn't been good, but he's definitely better than Nick Foles. Uh, don't worry the hell about Michael Pittman. Nick Foles proved he couldn't keep him involved last week. That worries me. I don't trust Zach Moss. I don't trust Deion Jackson. I don't trust either of those idiots because the better player is Deion Jackson, yet Zach Moss is getting all the touches. Rational coaching often does not prevail for whatever bloody reason, Garrett. Um, and then on the Giants side, listen, like we saw Isaiah Hodgins blow up last week, but one thing that actually Indy is good at is protecting against the wide receiver. So you're playing Saquon Barkley, but of, uh, of this game, I have confidence in Saquon Barkley, of course. And then I'm playing Michael Pittman because they probably have to. 
But other than that, like I don't trust any of these other idiots. None of the none of the Giants wide receivers do I trust. None. Zero. Because it might be a Darius Slayton week. Maybe it'll be a Richard James week. Last week was, was Isaiah Hodgins. Stop me if you've heard this before, Garrett. I don't trust any of these players. I've heard that one. Um, it's terrifying. I would start Slayton. Slayton's the one I would start. Um, he's gotten, let's see, in, in full PPR. Let's see. Well, a little less than it's I thought. It's not good, right? Yeah. Well, so I mean, I could have sworn it was more than this. But, okay, I remember. I guess I'm just remembering old string of games here that he had double-digit yeah. points. But it's been it has been down lately. I would say they're hard to trust, yes. Okay. And here's the thing, right? Like last week on this very show, we were talking about how Darius Slayton was the guy. He had a fantastic matchup. Yeah. But we knew one of the we, – we, we prefaced it by saying, listen, we think one of these wide receivers is going to go off. We think it's Darius Slayton, but we don't freaking know. We have no idea. And guess what? Darius Slayton had the lowest target share of the bunch. 18.75% target share last week. Richie James, 37.5. Isaiah Hodgins, 33%. It was basically the three wide receivers. It was disgusting. It was nasty. It was embarrassing. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, it just upsets me talking about this game, Garrett. Don't uh, play okay. <laughs> what was that? Wait, don't play your Colts. Don't play your Colts, man. It, oh, man, I'm in I'm in a third place matchup and I got Michael Pittman going. Um it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good, brother. It's not gonna feel out. good. No, it, no, it won't. No. Okay. Let's talk about another game. Washington going against Cleveland. It's in Washington. It's a 40 point over under. Uh Washington, same deal. They are Playing the quarterback carousel, they're starting Carson Wentz to get that little that little kick. I don't think that's the right decision. I'm not the coach. On the Washington side, though, very, very interesting. Consolidated rushing share. And Tony Gibson's out. He's been ruled out, Garrett, which means Brian Robinson in a pretty favorable rushing matchup. I, I love Brian Robinson this week, man. I was tempted to put him on the, uh, the thumbnail, actually. Yeah, I, I think Brian Robinson's in clear play. Um, obviously, even even before uh, the the his name's escaping me. Um, Gibson Gibson got ruled out. Yeah, even before he got ruled out, it just was kind of one of those things where you could start him. You know, he falls in yeah. the end zone. He gets he gets rushing attempts, but now this is the cards kind of falling against um, and the injury, you know, side of things. Then that's when you got to start him when he's, I mean, I, I imagine Jonathan Williams is going to get in, touch the ball, but I, I do see Robinson getting, you know, a 60% share, maybe 70. Yeah. Jonathan Williams will get touches between the twenties. He's not going to get any red zone opportunities. I don't think should be Brian Robinson. He's done. I think Brian Robinson's done enough to show that they can trust him in the red zone. The one thing I yeah. was worried about because to start the season, Terry McLaurin wasn't really having a great start with Carson Wentz. And when he really started to improve and mm-hmm. became a confident in him was when Taylor Heineke took over. Now, last week, though, Terry McLaurin did put a pretty solid performance. So I am okay starting Terry McLaurin. Um, John Dotson, though, man, had a 26% target share last week. He was the lead wide receiver in that uh, offense. I don't know how you can say him right now. You can't. You have to play John Dotson, right? He's, just, he's on fire. He's he's like basically catching a bloody touchdown a week, and he will regress, ladies and gentlemen. If we're projecting him for 16, 17 touchdowns next year, that ain't gonna happen. That's not how football works. But small sample sizes. He's continuing to get the opportunities, and he's showing that he he's earning that first round draft pick, right? Like he he's earning where he was drafted. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of. We so going into the season, we actually had him as a as a round two 
wide receiver. That's kind of where we baked him in. Um, obviously, Washington thought differently. They went, they got him in the first round. But so far, he's showing that he can be that solid compliment to Terry McLaurin. If they can actually get a bloody quarterback, which hey, that's half the league right now. But I mean, hell, if they can get like a Derek Carr, I feel like that would be an improvement and, and keep Washington relevant. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game possibly playing to the over? I think I, I still don't trust Deshaun Watson. I, I don't. Um, he still has not looked good. He still looks rusty. Um, at least he's somewhat keeping Amari Cooper irrelevant. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a massive, or actually no, had a horrible week last week. But that was a weather game as well, right? If I remember correctly, the Cleveland game was a weather game last week. So that was worrisome anyways. Um, I don't know. I I think Washington can put up points when they need to. They have the, the ability to do that. I'm Especially not confident Cleveland can. I'm not confident Cleveland can. So I agree with that. I agree to play the that. over, it means Cleveland would have to participate. And I, I just don't know. Now, I'm not going to bench Mark Hoover. He had a 37% target share last week. Granted, low targets, but Donovan Peoples Jones, I wouldn't start. It's a pretty stout offense or stout defense of Washington, but it's mm-hmm. more so a, rush, a, a solid rush defense. Nick Chubb, you have to start him, but I worry about it. I'm not playing Kareem Hunt. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think that's a pretty good anecdote down down the list on the Cleveland side. On the on the you know, possibly playing to the over. I mean, you do have two teams uh in the top five, you know, snap count per game average. So that's something to to that's kind true. of consider. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, I, I definitely still don't trust him. Um, but I mean who knows, right? Um, at some point, we all assume this is going to turn around. Um, but who knows? Maybe he's going to be Russell yeah. Wilson, uh, the second Next 200 season. million guy to be nothing. Uh, <laughs> Could you but, imagine? Good hey, Lord. I mean, like, we have a quarterback crisis in the league. You already alluded to that. Um, I mean, I think I could – not probably off the top of my head, but I could come up with probably 10 quarterbacks that shouldn't be starting right now. Um, so, I mean, you have a quarterback crisis. It could happen. But, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll play the over, but it's interesting thought. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty. You know, I take that back. The Washington side forcing Cleveland to keep up potentially interests me, just because I mean we saw the Carson Wentz show before, and yeah. it was very high scoring, very very high scoring. Great. The defense didn't play as well. Granted, they didn't have um, their their elite pass rusher uh, back then on the Washington side, but that kind of, I mean, Wentz throws interceptions too. So, I mean, it could just be a short field kind of thing. That's, I think if it goes over, there's going to be a lot of Washington turnovers that turn into points for Cleveland. And then they're playing keep up or, you know, Cleveland is keeping up because of that. So that's, that would be my prediction, but I have a lot of confidence in that. So. Okay. No, that's interesting. That's interesting take for sure. Let's move on. Let's talk about the game that everybody here came here to listen to and to talk about was the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Now, this one's interesting, right? Travis Etienne, just a nuts, nuts opportunity for your fantasy football championships. Everything looks great. Problem is this game is meaningless. It's, everybody knows it's next week. It's Tennessee versus Jacksonville for the division championship to get into the playoffs. It's winner go or winner stay, loser go home. This week we saw Tennessee sat a bunch of their starters. They basically laid an egg, didn't matter. Jacksonville this week, 
they're playing everybody. It sounds like it, but I worry. I mean, it's just the, only a few weeks ago, Travis Etienne had the foot issue, Garrett, and mm-hmm. Jermichael Hasty stepped in. And he looked freaking good, man. He looked very, very good. Now, do you think that if Jacksonville's up by seven, eight points at half, that maybe, hey, let, let's, Travis, just take a break? Because he had a heavy workload last week. He had one of his heaviest workloads on the season last week because they needed the winning against the Jets and they got the win. Now they're in a comfortable position where they don't need to play their guys this week. It's basically like their final season and next week's their playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're starting Travis Etienne. Yeah. Would you start to Michael Hasty? No. Like, no, you just wouldn't even consider it? Maybe DFS, but not in your season long leagues? Yeah. I mean, is that overthinking it? That overcomplicating it? I think so. I mean, just because yeah. he had, what was it? He had a less than eight percent share last week. Yeah, like I said, he had uh, Travis Etienne had one of his highest rushing totals of the week of the yeah. season. Twenty-two rush attempts. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Outside of two weeks, he has scored single digits. Yeah, well, it's two weeks that, that Etienne missed, which kind of makes sense. But okay, yeah. no, that's fine. I mean. Look, I'm starting Travis Etienne where I have him. I'm going to suggest everybody who's listening to the show, you start Travis Etienne. Let's not overthink it, but just be aware there could be some shenanigans that happen in this game, especially if if, uh, Jacksonville – if Travis Etienne gets a scratch, if he he just steps a little bit odd, they're not going to risk that shit, right? They need their star coming back for next week. So that just be aware of that, that he could disappoint this week despite the fact that it's just an absolutely – Beautiful matchup. Now on the Houston side of things. Oh, actually, no. Okay. Wide receivers. Christian Kirk's been letting you down a little bit. Day Jones seems to have cooled off from that month-long stretch where he was like top five wide receiver. I'm still rocking Zay Jones. If if Jacksonville's going to go off, if Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big game, it's going to be on the backs of Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, right? And Evan Ingram. Like they've actually got a pretty solid receiving cast. But they're all flex plays. Yes. Okay. Houston, you can start Brandon Cooks. That's basically it, right? I would say that's basically it. Okay. <laughs> Let's and even that, I'm like, I mean, he don't. Uh, you could get get caught holding the bag there. Uh, that was his yeah. first and best week of the year, um, and he's been disappointing outside of that one week. So it's tough to yeah. just he's start that, right? Yeah, he's a flex. He's a flex. Uh, okay, let's talk about the San Francisco Las Vegas game. We already kind of broke down the Las Vegas side of things. Starting Devontae Adams, I wouldn't really start one in these other wide receivers. If you have Darren Waller as a tight end, you're probably going to start him. On the San Francisco side, I kind of like Brock Purdy this week. A lot of questions, Mike uh, Mike White, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew. Of those three, I, I personally would rank it uh, Mike White, Gardner, Purdy. You have Gardner above it, but Purdy would be the third. You agree with that? It's decent. Like 17, 18 points probably is what he's going to get. Though. He's definitely my second or third guy in that group. I have Minshew a little bit higher than you. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say that, yeah, I mean, him and him and Mike White are going to be neck and neck. Um, I, I, again, am going to give the slightest bit to Purdy just because, I, I mean, you see Mike White get hurt every game. He, he starts, and it's a little concerning. Fair enough. George Kittleman, ride that way, baby, because he's like hot, hot, hot right now. He started slow. He was injured for a little bit. He looks hot right now. Yep. Let's move on. We'll talk about the Jets versus Seattle. Uh, we're going to get a little bit faster through these games because I feel like some of these games here are pretty locked and loaded. Mike White, I like as a streamer, as a flex play, if you have him. Um, he's, a, he's a solid quarterback too, I believe. 
Zonovan mm-hmm. Knight, Michael Carter, you feel pretty confident in starting Zonovan Knight, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter as a flex, I feel like you can't, right? It's touchdown or bust Michael Carter at this stage. I get, you can't start him. Yeah, even in the I flex. agree with that. And, uh, Unless you're desperate. Yeah, I agree with that. Garrett Wilson, you love. Fantastic. Um, tight end, Tyler Conklin. The Seattle Seahawks are the worst team in terms of fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. If you're desperate, <laughs> I yeah. I don't know if you if you've been listening to the waiver wire show all season. I pretty much had Tyler Conklin on there the entire season as a viable streamer option. This week is probably the most viable. Um, so it's your options, but Tyler Conklin, decent. Any yeah. any words on the just players or do we nail like Elijah Moore? You can't play Corey Davis. I'm not playing. Yeah, I mean, it's tough outside, you know, outside those top two or that top one wide receiver, um, really night. I mean, if you're not looking at Mike White, Zonovan Knight, and Garrett Wilson, it's tough to start on the Jets side. Ken Walker, yeah, you got to start him. Gino, I don't know if you got to start him, but I mean, more than likely, if you got to the championship with him, you'll have a better option. Um, yeah. I don't love the matchup though, so I that would be a, a sit opportunity for me on yeah. Smith if you have the if, if you have another step up, um, and then yeah, I mean, sounds like Tyler Lockett's going to play, man. You got to start DK Metcalf. And you got to start Lockett. He quote had a yeah, you fantastic week of practice. They, yeah, so I mean, you got to start those guys. Those don't feel great, um, but you got to start them because they've helped you get here. Um, so I. I Really don't have a lot of confidence in anyone on the Seattle side. I have some confidence on the New York Jets side. That's that's probably where I'd be more confident. <sighs> Jets need to win, man. They need to win to, to have an opportunity to play off. So mm-hmm. I, of these two teams, I mean, Vegas has the Jets as a two-point favorite. So it's essentially a coin flip. I would probably take the Jets. Let's move on. Minnesota Green Bay. Now, this one is tantalizing, maybe. This one is tantalizing because Minnesota is – the best matchup for wide receivers, which we love. They can put up points. Um, Christian Watson's out, I believe. He's questionable with the hip. He had a limited yeah. practice on Friday. I don't have a ton of confidence he's going to play, though. That's, that's not – that's, that's not. I, what's that? He's battled injuries all year, and he's been good when he's healthy. It's, exactly. It's really key to remember. but Yeah. Now, El Lazard last week, after Watson went down, had a 28% target share. The player to play this week of the bunch is definitely going to be Alan Lazard, assuming Christian Watson sits. Now, if Watson plays, I don't have a lot of confidence in any of these guys except for Christian Watson. Romeo Dubs is a fantastic route runner. He's, I think it's kind of like a personal favorite of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has said nothing but good things about Romeo Dubs and nothing but backhanded, run the right route if you want to score touchdowns about Christian Watson. So it's kind of like his new BFF, his new Randall Cobb, but... I had no confidence to start playing Romeo Dubs unless Christian Watson sits, in which case I'm okay starting either Alan Lazard or Romeo Dubs. So that's something you got to watch. I believe it's the afternoon game. I could be wrong on that one, though. Let me check, actually. I have it in front of me. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's one of the afternoon games. It's going to be a good game. Games. It is going to be a good game, and it's crucial for Green Bay, obviously, and their, their playoff chances. So I, I yeah. don't doubt Green Bay will be ready to play. It just depends on uh, what Minnesota team we get. So. Oh, that's that's true, hey. I mean, uh, leave it to to Captain Kirk himself to have a fantastic season and just totally lay an egg to enter the playoffs. Um, listen, I, mean, I believe that uh, Philadelphia is going to lose out 
they've got to lose both their games and Minnesota's got to win out in order to have an opportunity for the first overall seed. But crazier things have happened, man. Um, I was reading the athletic just this afternoon and I think it's something like a 97% chance that, uh, yeah, they have a 97% chance, sorry, 91% chance, 91% chance that the Philadelphia Eagles will secure that by 9% chance Minnesota could. So, and actually technically Dallas is, is in that conversation as well, but yeah. a lot of crazy shit would have to happen for that to happen. Um, so Minnesota has something to play for and Green Bay pride, pride, essentially. I don't know. No, they're, I think they, they have to win out, but they have to win out to have a chance. Yeah, let me see here what their percentage chance of making the playoffs is. Uh, Green Bay Packers, they have a uh, 27% chance, according to The Athletic, to make the playoffs. So it's possible. Uh, if they lose, though, they have a 2% chance. 2.9% no, I, I think it was last yeah. week. They had they had to have six things go their way. And yep. one was them winning against Miami. And all six things happened in their way. It was kind of nuts. Because yeah. um, if they I do that in parlay, I ain't cashing that ever. Yeah, so. exactly. They need Washington to lose. Um but they basically need to win to have any sort of hope and hell. They got about a 27% chance, according to the athletics. So that's interesting. We just want games. Like, we just like the fact that both teams have something to play for here. Um, let's move on, though. Let's move on. Because I think that on the Minnesota side, you know who you're starting. You're starting Delvin Cook. You're starting, you're probably going to start Christian Kirk, or Kirk Cousins, excuse me, and Justin Jefferson. Let's move on to the Rams versus the Chargers. Now, this game is the evening game tomorrow night. Oh, no, sorry, mind. It's the afternoon game. Excuse me. It's the other afternoon game. 42 point over under. Um, the Baker Mayfield experiment continues, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, you get him with the right system, right guy. I don't think he's going to be bad, right? Um, he yeah. has been bad, but I think he has been better than he's played. But uh, this one's going to be tough um, to really kind Cam of. Cam Akers look good. Other than Akers. Yeah. I, yeah, it's basically it's Cam Akers on the Rams side. Listen, if you're playing in a super flex league in your championship and you, you're stuck with Baker Mayfield, if you have no other options, you're probably going to start Baker Mayfield over a random skill position player. But I'm probably going to sit Baker Mayfield if I have the choice. Now, on the Chargers side, you're starting them all, right? You're starting Justin Herbert. You're starting Austin Eckler, who is going to play. He does not have an injury designation. And this was actually something interesting. So one of the reasons that uh, I, we even got the question, like, should I sit Eckler? It was because, well, maybe they're not going to, They've guaranteed a playoff spot now. It's just a matter of where they're going to be seated, the Chargers. <clears throat> so they figure, okay, well, maybe they're not going to give Eckler a full workload because he was battling the injury. He's got no designation. And the other thing, too, is that Austin Eckler, with his foundation, has he's got some sort of a contest where I think he won like a signed jersey or something like that from him. If you tweet out or show posts on social media, your championship winning team with Austin Eckler on the roster. So do you think he's not going to go out there with a little bit of extra motivation? I mean, Eckler's been a very, very pro fantasy football guy. And he's just a cool dude, man. So he's going to want to put up points for you. So you're rocking Austin Eckler. Look, I get it. If you have him, you're probably going to have, probably going to play him. But just if you were ever worried about him not getting usage, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Mike Williams. That's it. That one's easy. Two more games to talk about. Let's talk about them real quick here. Baltimore-Pittsburgh. I trust nobody in Baltimore except for J.K. Dobbins. That's it. And even my level of confidence with J.K. That's it. Yeah, let's call it. I mean, you got to start. You got to start Andrews. Oh, uh, yeah, but how confident? Yeah, you're starting him, but how confident are you? Who are you going to play? 
I guess it depends on your options. Ah, let me ah. let me see what I can let me see what I can muster up here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Mark Andrews has done squat for about a month. He's not longer than but Would you start Higby over Andrews? No. Would you do Friar you... over Ingram? I'm sorry, not uh, Ingram over Andrews. I would consider it, but he's got probably similar upside. That. I mean, in that game in general, it's going to be a shitty game, right? Like, the, I hate these AFC North games, especially in December. They're just always such low scoring. Would you do Godert or Andrews? Mm, I would consider Goddard. I think they have the toughest matchup. Yeah, Philadelphia going up against uh, New Orleans. New Orleans is the worst team against, or the best team against tight ends, i.e. the hardest matchup for tight ends. So, listen, I get, I get, I get the exercise. You're going to probably start Mark Andrews. If you have him, you're it's probably not, going to start him. It's so My level of confidence is very little. Listen, in, in a tight end premium league, this is what he scored the last month, okay? <clears throat> going back four games. Tight end premium, which is 1.5 PPR. 9 points, 7.6, 4.7, 11.4. That 4.7, by the way, Garrett, was up against, oh, that's right, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good Mike now. Thomas are, yeah, Mike Thomas is a pretty smart dude. He knows that, hey, hmm. They don't have any other wide receivers, and that's what it is, right? It's just there's no other viable options, so they're just quadruple coupling Mark Andrews. Like that's so that's easy. what they're doing. It's it's a pretty solid game plan, and it's working. So guess what? Where I have Mark Andrews, I'm not in a championship matchup, but I am in a third place matchup. I'm probably still going to start him. It's really I'm deciding between him and Juwan Johnson. I'm still going to rock Mark Andrews because the guy's a beast. He's probably still going to get six targets. You pray just. You pray that he just hones in on him and just a bunch of little dinky ducks, get the ball in his hand. Maybe Mark Andrews can make a play. Other than that, level of confidence, not very high. Hey, man, Let maybe it's one of those tight end end arounds at the goal line. That's all we need, man. That's all we need. <laughs> tight end end around. It happens all Come the time. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Uh, Do us all a favor. Do us all yeah. a favor. And score. On the Pittsburgh side, man. Listen, I don't like Kenny Pickett as quarterback. No, he's he's fine. He seems like a cool dude. I just Pickett or Pickett or uh, Mayfield. Uh, I'm playing Mayfield over Pickett. I agree. With I, that. I have no faith in, in Kenny Pickett whatsoever. Uh, at least Deontay Johnson's finally getting a little bit of opportunity with him because throughout pretty much the entire season, Deontay Johnson has zero I have touchdowns more on the season. It's him. shocking. Yeah, well, as great. many touchdowns. I'm actually very proud of that stat that me and him have the same amount of touchdowns and I have not played a single Shocking. NFL down. Yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna play Deontay over Garrett or take uh, it. over um yeah, I'll play Deontay over Garrett, <laughs> over Garrett Thomas. Um oh, man. yeah, come on. I man. got I got the uh, I got the tight end routes. I ain't got wide receiver skills. So, yeah, so. I just I don't have a lot of confidence there. Um George Pickens or Deontay Johnson, who would you start of those two? Probably Deontay, right in PPR leagues. What was uh, Deontay and who? George Pickens, his teammate. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'd probably land on Johnson. I'm still on Deontay. I don't feel great about it. That's pretty much it for that. I mean, Najee Harris, same deal. I mean, he's he's started to look a little bit better recently, but he still isn't great, right? Like 10 points, 13 points, 14 points, 15 points. It's fine. It's not going to win your week, but he's not going to kill you. So you're going to be starting him. Last game. This one's a massive game. Um, some are dubbing it the most consequential, one of the best 
Monday night games in a, in a number of years, both these teams are making the playoffs. So yes, of course, there's some playoff implications here. Buffalo is still playing for first place, but we were talking about this. It's going to be in Cincinnati. I worry that even though weather's not going to be a factor, that maybe it could be one of these letdowns, right? You see these two prolific offenses, and and oftentimes we get disappointed. So I'm just I'm 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 setting myself up to be disappointed. But you're starting all your guys, right? On the Cincinnati side, you're starting your Burrow, you're starting your Mixon, you're starting your Chase, you're starting your Higgins. Yes. On Buffalo, Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, we don't trust anymore, especially because they signed Cole Beasley. Um, Dawson Knox is maybe. Depends on your options. He's in that conversation with Juwan Johnson, Ty Conklin. Like, that's where I would have him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Joshy Allen, man, like sleeper hasn't projected at 30 freaking points. When was the last time you saw a 30 point projection on sleeper? It doesn't happen very often. He's going to be a stud, man. He's going to find ways to score points. And chances are, if you have Josh Allen, you're at least in your playoff consideration and you're in that championship conversation. So that's pretty much it. Uh, we got, oh, we got coming in right at the right at the right at the end right before we're about to close off here would you start jared goff or kirk cousins i'm going goffy i think eh? i am going goff indoors facing chicago versus kirk cousins going out into green bay and obviously that's a that's a quarterback that his home field is indoors so i mean to me there's a little more risk taking off um just from a floor standpoint but i think with how chicago has played it's it's the start to to play golf at home Chicago sucks. Chicago sucks. Yeah, okay, we got another question coming from Andrew. We're here for the people, so we're going to answer it. We'll I'm in it. the final of our league. Congratulations, Andrew. That's fantastic. You have Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Would you bench them? Nope. Nope. Or go with your best players? Other options are Zay Jones, Terry McLaurin, Kirk, and Pittman. Listen, I'm, I'm not playing DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, you're starting, DeAndre, you're starting Devontae Adams, for yeah. sure. Um, I'm probably going to play Terry McLaurin over DeAndre Hopkins of that bunch. I think I think that's definitely in consideration. It could be too cute, but might not be. I mean, it is Atlanta. Atlanta is not the best, but we, it is whatever. What is that guy off the street, right? David uh, Blau signed three weeks ago. Yeah, three so I mean, ago. like he knows the offense enough, but it is tough. He started before. How's he done the past? I don't know, man. Let me let me see. Like available three weeks ago. Here we go. All right. Let's see. I might even have to actually pull up his whole player profile. It's been so long. I want to say he yeah. started last year for somebody. Detroit. He's played for Detroit. Oh, no. Yeah, it was Detroit, right? I believe. Nah, he's had Detroit. two starts in the last two years. So let's let's ask. Okay. So it was in 2019. He had four start. Yeah. yeah um, it no, was rough. And so I, yeah, you can bench Hopkins for, I think, Kirk or McLaurin. But – McLaurin. Yeah, I, lean, I, I lean McLaurin because Zay Jones, it could be a Zay Jones game. It could be a Christian Kirk game. There's just a little bit of risk there. I like that we already talked about a Nick Foles. I have zero confidence in him. I'm playing Pittman where I have him because I have to. I have no other better choices, but you have better choices. I'm starting DeAndre, or I'm starting Devontae Adams. I'm starting Terry McLaurin. And that's it. We're going to get the hell out of here, Garrett. We're on an hour. That's our sweet spot number that we like for the people. But, hey, listen, Garrett, thank you for jumping on. Yeah. We're just getting into the dynasty season. I know you don't play dynasty, but we're gonna get you maybe dabbling a little bit in this, in this rookie content as we go. It's also gonna oh, be yeah. best ball content in about a month. Best ball contests open up early February. 
pretty much the day after the Super Bowl. So we're going to be there for you. We're here to talk about it. Good luck yeah. in your final championship week. Hopefully you're in the conversation. If you're not, hopefully you're playing for third. And if you're not, DFSArmy.com. We got all the goods for your DFS matchups. So with that, for Garrett, I'm Flex Shane. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck in your championship luck, matchups. Yeah. Big time. Knowing that.